0: Newsbreak podcast at schools but you know the non-negotiables as promised by basic education minister andrew mocheka had not um reached many schools even the department of education confirmed that with us on sunday last week so to talk about this let's talk to tirona mudli she's the chief executive officer of the national Pro- uh, provincial teachers association of south africa that's neptosa tirona thanks for your time uh,
1: thank you for having me and good day to the listeners
0: Tirona, it has been a very stressful week for you. I know it's been just just a lot of um, assessments, a lot of you know inspections, and you're not happy that all teachers have the non-negotiables that were promised to them.
1: Look, Tarish, um, the unions have been very clear at the outset from the consultations with the Department of Basic Education, the Minister, including the DG at a national level, that uh, there are certain non-negotiables that are exactly what it is, non-negotiable. And um, as unions, we have found that we have severely been lacking in terms of the delivery of these, the procurement of these, and the uh, supply. So right now, with regards to the delivery um, and the receipt of these um, non-negotiables, which include basic hygiene packs, I would call it the masks for teachers and learners, doctor sanitization uh, systems in place, disinfecting and cleaning of the schools, uh, and thermo- the thermal scanners, which to, to the is a frontline uh, system that you've got to first take the, the temperature of the, the, the teacher and the learners uh, before they can even enter the school. And that's just the basics that we are asking for, for all schools to be ready to open. And um, in this province, unfortunately, in the province of K-N, uh we have found a huge deficit in terms of delivery of the non-negotiables as we have...
0: Were you you able to put a number to it at this point, Thirona?
1: Look, I can talk in terms of percentages. However, um, we do have a... ...finished yesterday. I don't have the statistics ready right now. But uh, safely, we would say that less than 40% of the schools um, in the province would be ready to open for learners safely on Monday. But I want to also add that many schools have gone out and purchased these non-negotiables from the school funds, and um, this has been despite the department saying they're going to um, to actually be supplying these PPEs to the schools. So the so the department's uh, intervention and the the picture that might get from the province will be skewed because of the individual schools purchasing it because they assume can afford to do so Hmm. so when we talk about department delivery of these it's it's very slow it's fragmented and it's an uncoordinated approach in terms of implementation of whatever plan it may be that they've had
0: where does it leave the uh, teacher then thirona before we even come to your interactions with the department where does it leave the teacher because many have even been scared to return to school and many have not known whether to go or not because there's just been so much of conflicting reports coming through this week
1: you see, Natosa has always said, how first academic year second. We have been collaborated in terms of, in a national position with all the other unions, and we have, have advised our members not to go to school nationally. Because uh, from the week of the 25th of May onwards, different provinces had dates of arrival for teachers. So that's a national view. Provincially, We had sent out um, a joint statement on the 27th with all the teacher unions represented in this province, uh, indicating the state of readiness at length and quite, in quite, uh, quite detail. And uh, finally advising all our members not to go to the school, not to attend school on the 28th. It was our advice to members because we have a view from the reps that we have in the different districts that some districts said they're not ready at all. And we found that the department's silence on this needed to be followed by the unions giving direction to its members. And uh, we, uh, all the unions in this province, are absolutely on the same page in this. It's not been so to, to go back. Those who did not uh, take the advice of the, um, the unions went to a school that sometimes had no water, and they called us. Thomas scanners were sometimes reading a person's temperature within 99 degrees Celsius. Other scanners gave one person three different readings. So we're also questioning the quality of the the, the instruments and PPEs that are being uh, supplied. Yeah. Uh, members that did arrive at schools had very bleak reports to actually try What uh, were they saying? The if you union. could share some with me. Well, they've arrived. One school that arrived at school. One, uh, a group of members arrived at the school against the advice of the union. And we're just turned away by the principal because he said, I don't I it's not so to be I haven't received anything from the department. Uh there the is a school in Newcastle. When they did arrive at school there was no water. And the principal actually locked them into the school and that didn't allow them to leave until quarter to two. So uh there's reports from all over that when they arrived, um, you see the PPEs and the non negotiables are like a basket. And if one thing is not available, that means the school is not ready. You can't be 90% ready. You've got to be 100% ready. And, uh, people were turned away on Thursday because the, the principal said, I, I, unfortunately, I've not received anything. I don't have enough masks for you. Um, all the classrooms have not been cleaned. And, uh, you've got to go home and wait for we to let you know when we will be ready to receive you. Um, and those are the reports we received up to yesterday as well. But so we had some yeah, numbers who didn't report yeah. on Thursday and more didn't
0: report on yeah. Friday. Tirana, I think you paint the picture. I mean, it's irregular and it's not really going according to plan. It's having a compromised uh, sort of outlook for adhering to uh, sanitization and social distancing at schools. Can I ask why? What is the reason for this? Kosholi you've been asking, Department, why is this the situation and what's the answer?
1: Well my view and the natural view is that this department has had uh, started planning too late considering the size of this uh this department of education in the province it's the largest in the country and uh there's been a race on but the race started too late in this province uh we needed better planning we needed to start planning at least a month ago and uh, we needed better consultation with the union Um, There are many contentious circulars that have surfaced without consultations
0: at the union. Tirona, I want to move away from this and talk about this in two general senses now. The first one being your reaction to um, what Basic Education Minister Angie Mutshekha said this week in Pretoria. She was asked at the state of readiness at a school in Pretoria and she said she's convinced and she's comfortable that the big thing has been sorted out. According to Basic Education Minister, the big thing is the administration, the syllabus, the timetable of teachers, the allocation of classrooms in terms of how do you split the learners according to which time and which space. She said PPEs and sanitization, you can get anybody to do that. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: I would. My immediate response would be that that is a request statement by the minister. Because what does she consider big? The curriculum big, or can anybody do sanitation and cleaning of schools? Even their particular standard that schools have to be cleaned and uh, disinfected uh, against. Um, I would, I would, I would say I'm really taken aback by that statement. I've not heard that statement before. But then again, it's focusing on the curriculum again, and it's what we're saying. You can't save the academic year without saving lives. There has to be a balance between the two. And um What are the big things? The administration's not done. Schools management have not put in place timetables. They have no idea how they're going to stick classes when the phasing in has been complete. So maybe she's comfortable with the grade 12s and 7s because, of course, they'll have the schools for themselves just for two two or three weeks. When you get to the phasing in of 90% of the school, what is the the plan then? Um, Is there a plan that we don't know about or is there a plan... um, that, uh, that um, that's going to be as, as you go, you're going to plan as you go. Because that would be irresponsible. How do you expect schools to plan when 80% of the learners are supposed to be back at school? I know that there are options on the table, but there's nothing definitive about them. So it's a guessing game for school principals, how to manage the school, how to allocate the timetables, how to allocate classrooms. Right now school principals, and to really understand them, in that they've got to guess how it is that they are supposed to proceed in terms of planning for their schools. Mm. There's no big things that are okay. The small things have to be okay in terms of how is the school clean? Does the school have water? Is there masks? Those are the life saving things that must be considered. Later, you decide on the administration administration can yeah. come after you
0: have complied with COVID-19 protocols. Mm. Well, I just want to say to you at home, 071-613-7803, we are in conversation with Tirana Moodley from Naptosa. Um, you can join the conversation or you know any comments, any thoughts, any questions, even you'd like to ask, go ahead, now's your chance. We're going to wrap up this conversation just now. Tirana. it brings me to this point then, and it's it's something that we started discussing toward the beginning of lockdown. Uh, should the 2020 academic year be scrapped? Now, you're saying that there's been a great delay and urgency by the department to procure what is needed to uh, keep schools safe. Here's another delay now in terms of the delivery, in terms of the actual start date, in terms of the, you know, getting down to learning. It's another delay in the academic year, isn't it? So from your perspective, how do you think then um, the, the management of the 2020 academic year has been? Because many are saying that it should really, uh, many are saying rather that the lost time is just going to be too challenging to to make up.
1: Look, um, what we do know is that it's too early to scrap the academic year. Uh, we are so optimistic that we can save the academic year. But we will not save the academic year at the expense of the health and, and, and safety of our learners and our teachers. Um there is a process called curriculum trimming that has, has that is underway where the curriculum for grades one to eleven are being trimmed to uh, to um to its basics and to the fundamentals that need to be taught in those grades. And um as professionals, teachers are the managers in their classrooms. They are the managers of the curriculum and they're professionals. So we leave it to the professional um uh management um to the teachers out there. Uh-huh. Um, and we are saying that they can they can do what they have to do within the time time period that they've given, um, considering that the mm-hmm. curriculum. Is being killed. So mm-hmm. when Natasha does not believe we've lost the year and we, or we should lose the year, we have the view that um, we can still do this because teachers are professionals and they will effectively be able to manage the curriculum within the days given.
0: Well, let's 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 listen to some of the uh, thoughts coming through here on um, our WhatsApp line, Thirona, Before you leave us, uh, I got a message here. I think, um, and I hope it's to do with the topic that we're currently doing in this uh, section of Newsbreak. Uh, I think it's from Cedric and Erica. Let's listen to it. They have to say hello there. How are you
2: doing? You can join the conversation. Hi, Taresh. A very good afternoon uh, to you. Once again, thank you so much for an informative uh, program you know the minister of uh, education uh hey it, it takes us back to hear her say that all the big the big things have been sorted out i mean administration is something that can be done after but the physical aspects of ensuring the safety of our kids at school is at stake here i mean sanitization masks uh, and 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 they're saying it's social distancing. It's not social distancing. It's physical distancing. Because social distancing actually make us anti uh human beings. It's physical distancing that's more important. And, uh, you know, the safety of our kids during their lunch breaks, the ablution facilities is deplorable, despicable, the water troughs. Uh, the, these are the physical aspects that should be seen to...
0: Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate your point there. That was Cedric talking about how important, I think uh, much like what Tirona was saying here about the fact that, um, you know, the the bigger issues actually is the maintenance of it. Um, I'll go to a few more messages before we wrap up with Tirona. This is from Kay and she goes, can we trust this uh, same minister who allows children to um, lose their lives and put toilets? And then I think that just highlighting the, the sorts of urgency with regard to um, stabilising situations at school. Bina Ramdhari says money should not be wasted on PPEs and don't open schools. Instead, government should repair the schools that don't have water and toilets. A lot of sentiments coming through there about you know the operational issues of uh, school. Uh, Mudli says this v- killer virus, our children are very precious. So she's concerned about the state of it. Um, and I think... Um, yeah, why are there no testings of teachers and learners before they go to school. There's only mention of screening daily that does not help in any way, it does not indicate if a person has the virus or not. Um, and here's another message here. This one is... Um, I'm just trying to get to it. Hi, Detrona. Is it a gazette that if a parent opts to homeschool, uh, should they find out that it's not working the kids... Uh, are allowed to go back to school or will they be struck off the role are they allowed to return the following year that's from anonymous okay let's talk about that let's go to that point Tirona. i think it's a little bit unrelated to the actual readiness of schools but your thoughts then on if a parent decides to homeschool their child um, and they decide it's not working uh, will they be struck off the school role or can they return to physical class the next year it should not
1: be a problem to return to school the following year um you've given it a try, you've registered with the department that you're homeschooling your child. Uh, remember this legal school going age for learners is 15 years old. And if you choose to homeschool, we are living in extraordinary times. Let's just come to terms with that. And there could be, there are no rules yet to actually manage, um all of the questions that we have. And there's no regulation. So, but I could assure the, the listener that absolutely, if it's not working for you, you've given it a try. Um, there is no school that can turn the child away the following year. Um, you know, you have given, you have followed the process. You have registered as a homeschool. Um, you are homeschooling your your child. Um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and the child can't be deprived of education. That's actually a constitutional right to um, have access to the basic education.
0: Hmm. Well, Thirona, I think as you leave us, then your closing thoughts on all of this, I think an interesting point raised here was about the fact that it's screening and not testing at schools. Um, your thoughts on, you know, how how is the virus going to be contained and managed as schools open?
1: Well, look, there is a standard operating procedure that has been uh, published by the Department of Basic Education. It is on the website at the moment. And there is an orientation guidelines document on COVID-19 as well. It is an instructive manual that tells schools exactly what the process has to be followed. The first phase of screening is actually taking off the temperature, and that then raises alarm bells if the, if the person's temperature is higher than normal. Um, and then it tells you that you've got to have the plus child's teacher in an isolation room and have been further screened, but now, by a healthcare practitioner. Uh, we were told by the Department of Health that that just doesn't mean you go for a COVID-19 test because your temperature could be high for various reasons. And there will be more um, health investigation into that person before they actually go for a COVID-19 test. So screening is just the first step to kind, to raise alarm out and then you investigate further. Um, right now, um, elevated temperature wouldn't automatically mean that a person is actually COVID-19 positive. But um, the persons who are asymptomatic will not even show it, uh, an elevation in temperature. So we are really um, shooting in the dark and the enemy is really unknown and we will just have to be as cautious as we can and ultimately be optimistic that um, together with parents, union and the department, we can actually create the safe environment. But there has to be some collective action and pressure put on the powers that be to actually um, fast track um, the processes to make schools safe.
0: Hm. Mm. are from Nepto, so thank you very much for your time and I'll stay in touch with you about the status
1: thank you Therese thank you to, thank you to the listeners.